0: And welcome to another episode. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you know that each and every one of us has a voice archetype and that your voice is your branding joining me on today's show to talk more about this is dr maluna fausch now dr Maluna is an executive coach she's an actor as well as a Forbes author and she created her proprietary vocal archetypes to train conscientious c-suite executives and professionals in confident high frequency speaking and presence dr maluna also has degrees in music business in holistic science psychology. She's also a certified as a miracle minded coach by Marianne Williamson. Now on today's show, she is going to share why your voice is your branding, how to gain more clarity in your message as well as your movement. She's going to talk about how to tap into your inner voice for more personal power, influence, and the ability to persuade as well as why your sovereign voice archetype is the one that leads your company. So welcome to the show. I'm delighted to
2: be here. Thank you,
0: Anne-Marie. Tell me a little bit about the journey that you had to come up with or to start to realise that uh, each of us, when we're talking about our voice, and our voice is something that we use each and every day to communicate, uh, there's archetypes around that. Tell us the backstory and and how you came to know about this and then put your proprietary vo- vocal archetypes together.
2: It was through all my years of studying spiritualism and religion, and I realized that we have four phases of life or four aspects. So, for example, a woman, I have the maiden, the young girl, I have the mother phase. Whether we're actual mothers or not, we're giving birth to careers or companies. Then we have the good queen, the sovereign Age range. And then we go into the wise woman or the elder. And all of these years of being in love with the voice, listening to the voice, paying attention to how we express, I realized those archetypes could be applied directly to a recipe for each person. Which aspect, which group of ingredients do you use to lead your company? on a media interview, in the boardroom, etc. And it's slightly different for every venue and every stage that you're on.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So for people who may have heard about the term personal branding and it's important the way that you present yourself, that's all something that we know that we've heard others speak about and the importance of that. But they may not have considered that your voice is also very much part of your branding as well. Talk about that and and the impacts that you have seen once people have started to realise the voice, my voice, also can really contribute to the message and movement. Let's share more about this.
2: Absolutely. We look a certain way. So most of us are visual and most of us can see and we look at someone who's leading her company or his company. But what happens if the voice does not match? So, for example, sometimes I say, what if I said, hi, I'm Dr. Meluna. You would that would be a disconnect. You would wonder why an adolescent too high pitched voice came out of my body so I say our voices, our brand, use it for good. And when we get clear on our message, what do we do? Who are we here to serve? Let go of, release what I call static interference, which would be things like clearing the throat or having anxiety. It would be all those filler words, um, ah, like, so, you know, or words that we repeat that really served no purpose. So I speak about being intentional and conscious, purposeful and enlightened in the words that we choose and how we communicate what we're here to do. I remember,
0: Maluna, years ago I heard a story that someone shared, and I would often repeat that when I was sharing about the impact of how we're sharing our message. And I'm sure that we've all gone to a, a particular seminar or a conference because we wanted to hear a particular topic. And that person who's on the stage may know everything there is to know about that particular topic. Yet the moment that they speak, whilst the word Words may be of interest to us, how they deliver that presentation can either enhance or intrigue us or distract us. So I think what I'm hearing you say is we may have a message to share, but how we share that in our voice, the pitch of our voice. So maybe we could dive a little bit deeper into that because there was a lot of content that you shared in that. So it sounds as if we can Strengthen our voice if that makes sense, or, or even change the pitch. Share a little bit more about what are some of the things that could inhe- inhibit that. I'm hearing you say stress, so that can change the sound of our voice.
2: Yes, yes. It's any type of habit where we don't have, let's say, appropriate eye contact from stage or on camera. As you said, it may be an incredible message, but what if I have my hands in my pockets? the whole time, what if I talk down on my vocal cords, down in my throat like this, which would be no dynamic and no beauty. If I use repeated ums, sometimes you'll meet with speakers and every third or fourth word is an um. Mm -hmm. This says to me that they're disconnected and they're not in the present moment. That's when we're up in our head, we're not in our full body. I like to also invite us to think of our voice as multidimensional, so it's always up and out. It's not back and down or in the throat, as I was demonstrating, but it is active. So for me, the voices I want to hear and lean into have height and width and depth I can feel the love. I can feel that it's authentic to that person. It is a healthy voice. It's well-produced. And if we think about it, if I whisper, that's actually stressful and taxing to my vocal folds. So what do I take from that? That we're meant to fully express in the only way that we can through our one in, what are we, 8 billion people on the planet now?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So good uh, hearing you share those things and, and areas that we need to look at. Is there a place where when someone is just starting to gain a bit of a deeper understanding of what you're talking about, a good place to start? Where should we start to do a check-in? Okay, what's happening with my voice? Uh, where do we
2: start? I think it's Three things I recommend. Establish a stillness practice or a presence practice. Some people call it mindfulness, but it's much more than our mind. It's you and I being able to be here right now. That's how we can actively listen and respond versus react. The second is our breath. Most of us don't learn how to breathe correctly. And as a singer... That was so crucial, something that we do all the time. How do you deeply breathe? So imagine that you're expanding your lower belly and imagine your ribs are expanded as well. Your chest is lifted, your neck is long and lean to provide a perfect channel for that air and voice. And then I invite our listeners to record themselves. We cannot hear ourselves as other people do. So if you audio record and make peace with it, meaning I do not give you permission to judge, (laughs) simply observe and witness. What do you love about your voice? What would you like to change or build or develop so that you can speak more of who you are and why you're here? Such good points there. And I would imagine,
0: too, that what you've just shared really also goes a long way to helping us to tap into our inner voice. And you say that our inner voice allows us to have more personal power, influence, and ability to persuade as well. Tell us a little bit more about that and how you're seeing that played out.
2: For me, the inner voice or the inner authority, some folks might say that's intuition, Or some folks say, that's my gut response. And we all have a different opinion or belief or a meaning when we say that. To me, it is at our very core. Some people call it your higher self, your deeper self. I call it your divinity. In society, we're taught to live outside in. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a belief. There are so many things you can do. Classes you can take, coaches you can hire, but the ultimate is, are you listening to yourself first? Your heart, your deepest self is the one that knows that next step. Who are you to work with? Who is your next coach? We must learn to live from the inside out because the inside is the one that knows our true worth and our true value.
0: And I would imagine, too, what you were saying before about being still, about recognizing about uh, recording your voice, listening back to that as well. A lot of those practices will help you to refine to understand more what is working and and possibly what needs to change. Have you found that to be true when people do start because listening to your own voice. Can be a challenging thing to do, can't it? I mean, I remember years when I started, for years, when I, we started our first podcast back in 2008, my co-host would often listen back uh, to the quality of the audio and so forth. i never listen because i do it through a real critical eye, but that doesn't help, does it, to look at the various things that, hey, maybe I can start to change that a little bit. Is true.
2: A lot of folks will say, Oh, I hate my voice. So I invite us, let's not do that. Right. As you said, step number one, let's begin to free ourselves from judgment in order to observe and just witness, be as kind to ourselves as we would someone else. Now, studies show that 80% of actors, and I'm not sure how many singers, but many singers we've had to come to peace with our voice. 80% of actors have fear of public speaking, if you can believe that, and don't like their voice. So it's something that we come to terms with and we learn to exercise. I work out my voice just like I do my body because of course you can build a better voice. You can open up the range, you can open up the volume, you can open up the energy on your voice. So that you begin to feel better. And then, as I said, make peace with it. And that's step number one. And the more you like yourself, I promise, the more you will like and accept your voice as well. Love that. You talked about breathing too.
0: And and I would imagine that breathing is so, I mean, breathing is important. Uh, however, just bear, speak a little bit more about that because for some people, it really is the awareness of, and then changing even the, the breathing patterns. I remember, I think, to a couple of conversations that I used to have with my mother, was to breathe deeper into, as you said, so that your whole diaphragm, uh, but it was very narrow. And so for
2: someone that's not done that, it feels very foreign, yes? It does. I think most folks breathe very, is very shallow. It's a very shallow breath. Some folks think it's here, I believe, our shoulders, or we're lifting up or it's up, which, of course, causes stress and a higher pitch, And that's not a centered voice. That's not a voice that is anchored in the body. So I invite us to literally right now, think of your big toes. Center in your body. And of course, your voice is not in your toes. But to me, your voice is your instrument and it's your entire body. When we're on stage, your whole body is present and accounted for. So if we can reframe it to think of our energy and to expand versus up or down, it's not really that. It's this beautiful expansion. You can even lie down on the floor. You can put a book on your lower belly and practice moving that book up and down. You can also lean over from the waist So that you can feel that midsection and you can feel the natural expansion of your body that helps us feel what it really is, which is to take a deeper, more centering, more beautiful life enhancing breath.
0: And then I would imagine that as you're doing that, uh, there's a way to control your breath so that you don't sound like, you know, Mount Vesuvius with wind gushing past, if I can use that expression.
2: Yes, I think of it as manage. I don't like the word control because I think it might, we might think we're stopping our air. And when we get anxious, of course, that is what we do. We stop or we pause So I'm asking us to pause just to allow for a fill up the diaphragm, the lungs, even the lower belly. I'm also filling my belly. And then it's a nice quiet air. As you saw, we open our mouth, we drop the jaw a bit, we get very still and very centered. And then I simply allow that breath to come in. So it's always in and out, that beautiful, you can think of of it as a bellows, in and out. Just like your heart is always pumping, we've got to give out and receive back, give and receive. And that's the in and out breath as well. So constant motion, no stopping, no pausing, no time to overthink, Mm-hmm. Now, this might sound like a, a
0: strange question, but I'd, I'd love your opinion on this or if it has any relevance. As we know that the fitter you are, the more your body is able to handle certain things. So does the level of fitness you have also to contribute to how well you are breathing and how well you can kind of manage that stress, if you will, t- to be able to, you know, not control, but have that flow of in and out breath whilst not sounding like you are out of breath?
2: Does that make sense? Because does your level of fitness also contribute to that? I love this question. And I look at that two ways. If Yes, if you're fit, and I don't mean a thousand sit-ups a day because that actually, then the abs are too tight to take in full breaths. So fit to the point of being in great condition, lots of breath. You're not holding your breath while you're working out. You feel great about yourself, and you're at your perfect, correct weight. Yes, that will allow you to just feel better, breathe better, understand your voice is is also a muscle to be worked out. And on maybe the other side, or maybe it's not the other side, I have known opera singers, and we could speak of somebody like Pavarotti, who was very large, if you remember. And he, my understanding, I never met him in person, but my understanding is when he breathed, his whole body would just expand by several inches. Now, on most people, you cannot see our breath unless you're really close up, or watching singers, which I do, of course, all the time, watching what they're doing. He was not fit, Pavarotti. But because of the incredible stamina and discipline required to be an opera singer, which has been, re- it's been re- compared, easy for me to say, it's been compared with being a jet pilot. That's literally the level of stamina to be on that stage for hours and hours. So I think it's also the discipline of just his lungs and diaphragm and singing for hours every day. Isn't that astonishing? It is astonishing. It is astonishing. That's where
0: I think so many of us, it's that saying, isn't it, until you've walked in someone's shoes and know what they've had to do to master their art, you know, master their craft, We don't see all all of that and and the practice, you know, the the practice and the ongoing mastery of of that. Fascinating, fascinating. And it's often those that are so highly skilled that make it look so easy, but it's anything but. (laughs) The thousands and thousands of hours that he would have had to breathe. And you think of ballet dancers, it looks so elegant and flows, yet you know the core muscles and the strength that they have is uh, incredible because of the ongoing practising and rehearsal and so forth. Yeah, amazing, amazing. amazing. Um, I, I have just come from, uh, oh, from a couple of weeks where I've had a cold and it's not until you cannot speak and you do speak and all of a sudden you just start coughing that that you realise just how much you need your voice and it for me who does a lot of speaking as part of coaching and podcasting, to have that voice be taken away uh, and not being able to be used is is something else, isn't it? It really is quite confronting. So love today's conversation. My voice is still not 100%, but at least I'm able to, to, to have a conversation today. So let's talk about why our sovereign voice archetype is the one that leads your company. What's your sovereign voice archetype?
2: thank you the sovereign would be the good queen or the good king and that's that's maligned a lot in society it's usually the evil queen but the true sovereign or leader that queen or king is in fact it can be a bit impersonal why because you're doing what's best for the entire company or your entire business or your entire retail store. So it can come across a little bit impersonal at times. It is, as we mentioned earlier, the voice of, it's the inside voice that knows your worth. You know the vision, you know your superpowers and your genius, at least that's what we're here to remind you of. And it would be a voice that would be strong. It would be a voice that would be pretty easy and a voice that I could trust. It would be a voice of authority and credibility because the boss, ideally, she has the training, the experience, the background, the love, the passion, all the hours, the energy, the love, the money, all the classes we've ever taken, every coach we've ever hired is in that voice. And so it's less emotional. It's more commanding. It's a woman who would stand so tall and be dressed so well and so perfectly groomed that we know we can trust her and we want to follow her. That's the sovereign voice. I love
0: that explanation. You know, as you were speaking, I'm reminded of conversations that I have had, particularly back in when I was working in the career industry and women would often come to me and say, more so than men. I mean, men were still nervous when they went for interview coach, you know, interviews, but there was just something that they just went there and did their best. Yet women all through that judgment. I'm no good. What if they ask me about all of those things? And when you think about it, that is going to come through in the voice, isn't it? It's going to come through in our responses. It's going to come through in our mannerisms. So all of the things that you're talking about there, comes before some of the reflection that we need to do comes before we even speak. What do we think about ourselves? Are we confident in the skills and in our abilities? Are we able to have a conversation and share with someone, say in the instance of a career and a potential employer? Are we able to share why we think we are the best candidate? How can we contribute to the the team? Because unless we understand that, and are able to explain that, it's going to be very difficult for us to have that sovereign voice, if that makes sense.
2: Yes? Exactly. It's something that we must practice and prepare. Because most of us, as you said, especially women, we're we're not so good at that. We're taught to take care of everyone else first. So if we can't communicate our, what I call our superpowers, And I train folks to know three or four at all times. And we need to be able to speak those in two or three sentences. Here is one of my superpowers. Here is what people tell me I'm great at. I've been told I do this really well. And this is how it will help the company. And that's why I believe I'm the best person for the job. And so we unapologetically show up with a clear, strong, confident voice. We don't do things like apologize. This costs us credibility. And I mean, what I mean by that is saying, I'm sorry. I don't know if you've been around people like that, but some folks just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They apologize for their own presence. And I'm sure at this point, they're not even aware of that. But folks, you have nothing to apologize for. You are a beautiful creature, you're divine being. Therefore, we need to remove that from making a genuine apology. That's something entirely different than saying, I'm sorry. That catches us off guard. That immediately lowers our credibility and our personal power
0: things that uh, you've just shared, particularly as an example that you have just shared, there's some other things that I know a colleague and I who used to work in the the career space too would often say there's some things that we can do that would inhibit our ability, as you said, to step forward confidently. One of them is, as you said, to apologise, to say sorry. Uh, And even we preempt what we are about to say with almost an apologetic or we undermine it. This probably is not going to make sense or I don't know this is going to contribute. That kind of um, phrase before you even say that is going to have people thinking, well, this is probably not going, and it could be the best idea that anyone has put forward in the team. What are some other things that you've heard uh, us perhaps say or not say that from the get-go inhibits the ability to really step forward and powerfully and intentionally that we need to stop
2: doing? We need to stop doing... Those were perfect examples. Yes. All of those are apologies, aren't they? All of those are incorrect setups. Those are turning down before we've even said what it is. What if instead we created an atmosphere of possibility? So instead of saying, I, I don't know, this may not be a great idea, but... Did you hear what happened? I lost my focus. My eyes went all over the place. Even our eyes are not focused when we don't direct our voice. Things as you said, well, I'm sorry I was late, but traffic. Um, No, don't even say that. It would be more like, please excuse that please excuse my lateness and then jump on in the minute we can be okay with ourselves. We of course did not mean to be late. We don't want to be late, but we can't bring the luggage. Yes. The baggage, the shame, the guilt. Oh, I'll never get the job because I was late. We don't know that we've just made up a story. Sometimes I say that one of the worst auditions I ever did, I thought, oh, that was so bad. I actually forgot my headshot resume. The only time I ever did when you used to provide an actual picture and resume. Do you know what? I got the job.
0: Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And you know what? Sometimes you can use a bit of humor in that. So just say you are like, isn't there a saying you could say, isn't there a saying that the best things are always worth waiting for? here I am, you know, Don't again, to, to, to the level of confidence that you have. But you can make a little bit of a joke about that, isn't it? And that's, I
2: guess, what people will remember rather than your lateness. I think that's perfect. If, if we can bring up, turn up that charisma, turn up that charm, that humor, and that's a feminine power. Women, I think we're a little better at that or society accepts that more. But watch the men. They're typically not falling all over themselves. Well, I don't know. You know, this has probably been tried in the past, but oh my gosh, do you care about what I'm going to say? I've lost complete interest. I am now distracted. I'm now on my phone or checking text under the table. It just doesn't make us compelling. So if we'll begin with a definite word, a confident word. Here's what I was thinking. And there's so many great ways to say that.
0: Mm, There is, there is. And I think that's where we really, when we are comfortable and confident, we're talking about confident, we're not talking about arrogant. There's something that I will often say too, because I know that so often we say, oh, well, we're not going to get on our, our pedestal and say how great we are and how better we are. It's not that we're better than everyone else we're better placed to support someone to support an organization as an employee and so what we're then doing is expressing our experience uh, our knowledge our expertise and how we can help someone or, or an organization and so there's nothing arrogant about that it's just storytelling really isn't it and are we supporting ourselves in creating the right environment that enables us to share that story in the best way, that it does connect and it leaves an impression, a lasting impression, but the right lasting impression. Yes? That is correct.
2: It's the what impression do we want to make? (laughs) Because we can make a bad impression. (laughs) We can be not forgotten for all of the wrong reasons. It is our story. You're just communicating the best of you. All of these years, all of the experience, whatever that looks like, the biggest failure that you had, sometimes we get interviewed on things like that. Well, I'm going to say that's also one of our biggest teachers. Mm -hmm. What did we learn from that? How much did we grow? And as business owners and employees, really our concern needs to be, how fast am I growing as a human? And if we're able to articulate that and express better and more, and and we don't cross the line to arrogance. In fact, folks who are arrogant are never concerned about that because they don't have the awareness to even know that. The humble folks are the ones that say, I'm concerned about being arrogant. Well, the fact that they are humble means they won't ever cross that arrogance line. And sometimes folks don't understand when I say that, but I have found that to be true. If you care enough, you are confident, but never crossing over to arrogance.
0: (laughs) That makes so much
2: sense. (laughs) It's true. Arrogant. I'm not being arrogant. (laughs) Exactly. That's a whole different conversation, isn't it? And, and
0: for those people who are thinking, I'm not confident, mm. <laughs> old oh, arrogant, I should say. Uh, look, I have loved today's conversation, Meluna, and we have just touched the surface, scratched the surface. So if people would like to find out more about you and your work, how's the best way for them to communicate with
2: you and connect? Thank you. I think my website, com, M-I-L-U-N-A, Foush is F like fantastic, A-U-S-C-H dot com. And I think I'm going to confidently show my book here. Here's my book, Uplevel Your Communication, Evolve Your Presence and Speech to Change Everything you can find out more about that. You can connect with me. You can become a Pitch Perfect Insider. You can book a Pitch Perfect Assessment. So I invite folks to visit there, find ways to connect and or engage at the level you choose to right now.
0: Fantastic, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, sharing your wisdom with us today. It's my pleasure, thank you.
1: This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.